Blog Talk Radio. Kick the dust up. Long it's a farming town, they're making that money grow. Tractors, plows with flashing lights, backing up a two-lane road. They take one last lap around. That sun up high goes down. And then it's on, come on, girl, kick it on back V71 like a Cadillac. We go way out where there ain't nobody We turn this cornfield into a party Pedal to the floorboard in a bed of portal Burning up a back row song Park it and we pile out, baby, watch your step now Better have your boots on Keep the dust up Back it on up Fill your cup up Let's tear it up, up, and kick the dust up. Kick the dust up. Kick the dust up. Bar downtown, they got a line of people way out the door. Ten dollar drinks, it's packed inside. I don't know what they're waiting for. Got me a jar full of clear, and I got that music for your ear. See the beautiful people We go way out where There ain't nobody We turn this cornfield Into a party Pedal to the floorboard In a bed of portal Burning up a back row song Park it in with pile out Baby, watch your step now Better have your boots on Kick the dust up Let's back it on up Fill your cup up Let's tear it up, up, and kick the dust up. Just follow me down beneath the 32 bridge. Y'all will be glad you did. Kick it. We go way out where there ain't nobody. We turn this cornfield. The views expressed on The Secret to Everything are not necessarily those of the host, co-host, or our guests. All medical information discussed is for informational purposes only and not intended to diagnose or prescribe for any disease or condition. Please contact your medical doctor or qualified health practitioner if you have any further questions. By listening to this show, you have agreed to the terms and conditions outlined at drkimberlymcgeorge.com. And as always, we thank you for listening to the show. You are about to hear secrets, secrets about life, love, hidden mysteries, 
spirituality, frequency, energy healing, science, alternative health, money and abundance, and much, much more. Secrets that most others don't know, but are now here being revealed to you. Listen carefully and be open to learning the secret to everything. And now, here's your host, Dr. Kimberly McGeorge. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Danny Walt Show. <laughs> I'm just kidding, welcome to the Dr. Kim Show also yes. known as the secret to everything. Um, yes. Dr. Kim will be with us shortly. And uh, my name is Walt. And how are you doing today, Danny? I'm doing great. You know, it's so interesting. Um, I was just having a conversation with someone who just got rear-ended today. Nothing major. Everybody's fine. But mm-hmm. it was talking to her insurance guy, and he was saying, you know what? You, you, you never know what's going to happen. You just never know. And I thought to myself, you know what? You always know what's going to happen. You always have an opportunity for, you know, showing up the way you want to show up or re- responding to something in a new way. And so, like, here's us, and we get this chance to talk a little bit and maybe say some nice things about Dr. Kim and maybe learn more about each other. Uh, it's, always, it's always something exciting, you know? <laughs> yeah, this is, this is, this is very true. Um, yeah, she's running a little late. She's very popular. And so, you know, that's what happens when you're in high demand, Everybody wants you at the same place at the same time. So uh, yes. she is on her way, and she will be with us very, very, very shortly within the next 10, 10 or 15 minutes probably. Perfect. And you know what's interesting about Dr. Kim, and I think everyone who's listening who knows already knows this, and I'm kind of the new new guy on the block, and I, and I was recently introduced to, to her. But it was so one of the main things that's so awesome about her is that, yes, there's a lot of things happening. Yes, she's doing multiple things. But once you kind of come into that energy, there's a certain um, sort of inspiration or sort of like kindred understanding to just kind of jump in and just do it. And just whatever's supposed to happen, it's going to happen. It's presented for a reason. And at the end of it, you, all, you sort of end up better off, more empowered, more excited with more possibilities. And I, I know that's been my experience. And I feel like I'm sure everyone listening knows that already. But it's just another kind of testament to, to her energy and literally her energy that she puts out and that we kind of jump into and we get to do stuff like this, you know? So I think that's, that's just another testament to that, which yeah, I think is great. It's totally, and it's a lot of fun too, to, to do, to right. work with her and, and work with you. And she always has amazing guests on. Um, and we will talk a little bit about uh, our coming up guest who is also very amazing. Um, and yeah. I did fix, uh, Dr. Kim, uh, she, um, I had first met her, uh, when I was very, very uh, having a very hard time uh, in my life, and mm. it was kind of like my angel. She came in and gave me some uh, positive feelings and positive hope, and and um, <clears throat> she was just at the right time at the right moment. And I, and I don't believe anything happens by accident. Right. Um, she was meant to come in and and kind of bring me up, and um, and I think that uh, it's only she knows I'm always there for her as well. And I'm sure yeah. you are too. <clears throat> Perfect, perfect example of all those things, like that, that kindred energy and also sort of opportunity just showing up. Like you just said, 
you were in a rough, rough spot in your life. But if you weren't in that energetic rough spot, then something wouldn't have come in, specifically Dr. Kim, that now totally shifted things in a way that maybe if everything was great or maybe if you were busy doing something else and didn't notice it or weren't open to it, it wouldn't have happened. So, And even our guest, who, who we're so fortunate to have, who's on hold, who we're kind of teasing a little bit, and we'll tell you more about her, we're really excited to have. But she's also, I think, totally connected energy, totally a part of that whole kindred family that everyone listening to is a part of. So it's exciting how we're just all here. We don't know exactly how we got here, but obviously we're really supposed to be here and it happened exactly as it was supposed to. So that's kind of cool. We get to reiterate that to everyone and, and, and really appreciate that. So so very, very cool. Um, yeah, well, you know, is there anything uh, else that you wanted to talk about in terms of coming up with Dr. Kim or anything that you know of, or should we just wait for her to, to get on and explain some of that stuff? Um. <clears throat> Well, I'd like to just just say one thing. Um, uh, I do. Uh, I help people with spiritual help and and also with um, paranormal help as well. But I do not really do as much of the paranormal things anymore. Um, I, I live by myself, so <laughs> I kind of mm-hmm. think that you should have a, a support system around you when you're doing light worker work and stuff like that. But um, one of the things I wanted to just bring up was when people are, um, when when people need help, they they really have to believe in the help that they uh, are getting, and they have to believe that that you know that there are always going to be people who are light workers are always being attacked <clears throat> in some spiritual way, and um, and just for the people who do not know what light workers are, I, I always tell people it's. It's someone who works um, in the field of light, and they they uh, walk in the light, and they send the light, they receive the light, and and I actually use light myself to to send the people, um, mm-hmm. and I find it to be extremely, unbelievably amazing. Um, you can use different color lights, and I usually choose white light, but really just an amazing uh, an amazing thing that people really don't realize is out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great point. You know, it's funny you say that because I was going to ask you more about sort of what you do because I got the gist of what you're saying just by the short time I've, I've got the opportunity to talk with you and from your website. So that I'm glad you said that. And, you know, it, it brings up something for me too and that same idea of us all being light beings. And then sometimes, like, you're doing a great, you know, a service to remind us about, some of the details of that and that it's out there for us. And I remember sometimes it's the simplest thing to make that connection and to feel like you're a part of that and not separate from it. But I remember I was in the fifth grade. No, not fifth grade. I was in the, the senior year in high school. I was in the 12th grade. And I had just broken up with my first sort of like, um, you know, first love, I guess. And I was, I was devastated. And I was in my humanities class. I remember sitting there. And I, I remember the week after, I was just so heavy, so serious. So like, and um, my teacher came up to me. Very light. By that time, we had a positive relationship, so I didn't feel like he was making light of it um, in a negative way. Uh, but he came up to me. He just looked at me really, really sincerely and said, "Lighten up." He told me, "Lighten up." And you know, as I uh, older and experienced different things, I realized the direct connection between sort of having a perspective that's that's more like you're saying, a faith or belief, um, or just not as heavy, and and that's directly related as an access point to then the bigger phenomena of metaphysics and spirituality and these aha moments is if you're in that sort of lighter kind of like it's going to be okay, you believe, um, you don't take yourself so seriously, um, you're more appreciative, you're more open, 
um, you're kind of looking around and not so just focused on yourself, then just in that sort of adjustment of just being lighter, like literally physically not so heavy, then mm-hmm. there's more chance of those things coming in, those things happening, you know? So I always try to remember that, that, that you know, by literally feeling light and being light, um, the whole phenomena of, of light can come in and stuff, which is so interesting because apparently I think Dr. Kim just came in as I was talking about light coming in. <laughs> so let's make sure that's her. And um, say hello to Dr. Kim. Can you hear us? Yes, hi. How are you? Wow, what a great, great, great timing. Oh, yes. <laughs> Thank you for having your show today. Of course, of course. Yeah, so let me yeah, let me let me put this this first. I want to put you on hold one second, okay? I, we thought you were Dr. Kim. I'm going to put you on hold, and you can listen up on hold, okay? Thank you. Thank you. So another perfect example of, of an opportunity to say, hey, <laughs> that was another light beam, you know. <laughs> but um, but yeah, no, that, that's great, Walt, that you brought that up. I, I love that. But I, I was curious more about what you did in that realm. So that's cool that you that you um that you let us know. One of the things that I I realized, and I kind of got away a little bit from the the paranormal stuff, is that um I found out that people's own energy actually encouraged in some cases paranormal activity meaning negative being always being negative or mm-hmm. maybe uh, anger issues or depression oppression uh, drinking drugs alcohol all that kind of stuff can actually kind of somehow manifest or bring in undesirable uh, energy around you and so I kind of went off into the opposite way and, you know, people would say, what's wrong? And, I, and you know, they would tell me what's going on. And I would just go deep, dig a little deeper with them to see what's going on. Mm. Um, and it kind of opened me up to learning more about, you know, uh, things like with our our next guest, who I'm sure she understands this totally. <laughs> um, but just a very, very interesting world that we live in. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. And um, I feel bad that we're, that we're teasing um, – I guess I always want to share with the. Do you want to share a little bit about uh, our next guest? I know Dr. Kim will be on, and we can talk a little bit more. Do you want to give him like a little preview of, of what we're going to be talking about today? Um, would you like me to do the bio for her? Uh, you know what? If you, you know, if you, yeah, why don't you? Why don't you do the bio? So let's because everyone that's tuned in, let's let them know who's coming on, why we're so excited about our guest, and then before we go to break, we'll remind everybody for any new listeners. But yeah, no, I think that's a good a good idea. I feel bad. I really want them because I'm so excited to to to, ha- to listen to to our guests, and I, I would love everyone to know. So yeah, why don't you go ahead and, and let everyone know who our guest is today? Well, well, yes, our our guest is another light being. <laughs> Carol Jaron is a licensed psychotherapist and certified hypnotherapist, which I have a big interest in. Um, yeah. Practicing in the San Francisco Bay Area, which is where I was born. Over oh, cool. 25, and she's been doing this for over 25 years. She holds a bachelor's degree in psychology and a master's in psychotherapy as an MFT, interweaving unique and innovative techniques involving the body, mind, and heart of the soul. And she has helped her clients within 22,000 sessions of therapy, counseling, hypnotherapy, wow. energy, psychology, and creative cutting-edge guided imagery, 
which that uh, sounds pretty impressive to me. Um, Carol yeah. has worked with people with anxiety and depression, self-worth and body image issues, and life path artistic and grief-based blocks. She specializes mm-hmm. in addition, addiction, recovery populations, eating issues and disorders, adult ADD, which I think I might have some of that as well, um, <laughs> as, and, uh, as assisted, and she's assisting in healing from uh, stuck trauma in and beyond one's awareness and unexplained body symptoms. Carol sees adult individuals, couples, families, including newly blended configurations of remarried couples. She mm. also has enjoyed working with many adolescents, tweens, and teens, whom she has uh, previously worked with in schools and theater arts. Carol's history mm. includes acting, singing, and a strong connection to the met- metaphysical and the divine, uh, which she loves to incorporate intuitively into her therapeutic skills to use with all who are open towards discovering their own creativity and true uh, essence. With her soothing, soothing yet active listening, clarifying, and encouragement, Carol gently nudges you towards that uh, what you truly want to accomplish or heal in your own way. And I, I really can't wait till we uh, get her on the phone because I have a lot of questions for her. <laughs> yeah, no, um, me too. She clearly no. hits every every corner <laughs> that you can hit in this in this field, which um, so many people do not. Uh, have the option of doing. Yeah, yeah. Plus, I always love when when there's a combination of what people maybe are accustomed to in terms of like, hey, mainstream um, uh, medical field. So, like, as in her um, her background, you know, in in sort of mainstream um, analysis, and then going into the hypnotherapy, like which I'm equally interested in, and be able to to look at things from different perspectives, so you can connect with more people and really address people's um, needs. Or goals from different different perspectives. I think that's really really powerful. So uh, I'm excited to to, uh, to ask some questions myself too. I love the um, the also the acting, singing, and uh, the creative background because I think that's another example of a great way to connect to that light being the metaphysical within us, and that connects all of us. You know, because I feel like we all have that creative. We came from that creative spark, and we all have that creative spark. So a lot of good stuff here. Very very cool. All right, so everyone yeah, is. Really, uh, yeah, she's really a true example of of what really what a light worker would do. Um, a lot of people think light workers only deal in the paranormal, or um, a light worker can be anybody. Um, you know, a, a doctor, a, a lawyer, a, a cab driver, construction mm-hmm. worker. It doesn't really matter who, um, right. whatever you have been chosen to do, and brought into certain circumstances and situations in your life that. You may not understand why you're there, but sometimes we're just there to help other people, maybe awaken them or or help them through a difficult time. Um, if you're like me, I've had many jobs and, and uh, careers, and I always wonder why that was. But when I look back and analyze each one of those, I, I kind of say, hey, I, you know, I, I helped this person over here, and I helped that one over there. And mm-hmm. it's really um, it's really uh God's way of saying, "Hey, this is this is where you need to be." Yeah, and don't worry about what what you're doing. Yeah, no, that's a that's a great great one. It's so it's so interesting. I, I think I, I mentioned in the previous show that I have sort of this this um, what's the word for it this 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 process that happens in me because I write um, 
uh, short, short prose and affirmations, inspirational prose. And a lot of times, they all, not all, not sometimes, but all the time, they come from personal experience, personal struggle, or personal uh, joy. And and I'll, I'll always sort of, they'll, they'll, I'll be reminded of them in different situations. You know, when someone talks about something, I'll say, oh, I wrote something about that. Oh, that reminds me. And it's always, like, so cool to to have that experience and have something affirmed and feel like how we all sort of go through the same things. And um, there was this idea of, of like, how you're saying um, where you kind of don't really know why, but, in, but it always reveals itself. And it's just about um, you being open to it and you being connected with you because you, all of us, will always emerge from that with um, – with the light that we are or the love that we are. And um, I wrote this really short reminder to myself about that because I was really frustrated at some point about not understanding, like, why is all this stuff happening? What's the point of everything? What's going on? And it was very frustrating until one point I tried to look at it in a different way. And I wrote this really short affirmation. And it says, um, there is a beauty in not knowing, a sacred stirring of the heart. And in that silent overflowing, there is a place for love to start. And to me, it was like a, re- a reflection of my, like, all that stuff that I couldn't put, you know, into words or I couldn't feel like I was making any headway on. But when I was just kind of feeling it and just trying to be kind or, or understanding uh, or loving in, in whatever situation I was in, like you're saying, um, something started, something positive, something loving, something exciting, something good. And, um, and I just started becoming more like, excited about those unknowing moments because now I knew that something would come of it, something exciting. So, so that's, that's, that's another thing that, that, that's good. But, um, but yeah, um, I think, um, let's see what time is it. We got four, uh, four twenty-two on the Pacific where I am. I'm in California, if anyone doesn't know. And Walt, I'll be coming out to LA in, in a few, a couple weeks. Oh, good, good. We'll get to um, meet. That's so my awesome. My my daughter wants to come out for her birthday. She wants to go to L.A., so uh, I uh, will be getting some plane tickets, and we'll be heading out there probably somewhere in the middle of August. Um, but one of the things I wanted to bring up, Danny, is is you, you mentioned about writing, and I really yes. feel that writers are uh, intuitive, empathic, mm. because they will write, and sometimes their hand – they're, they just start writing, and the images yeah. they see get put onto paper or, or you know, get put into words, I should say. People don't yeah. write on paper anymore, do they? Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, we do. <laughs> I do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I, I have to, but, but, but when you're writing, uh, you know, a, a book or, or sure, sure. something, it's it's usually a little more um, computerized, I, I would imagine, yeah. but... But the information oh, just flows right through your hands to you know type out what you what you want to say. Oh, totally, 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 totally hear you. And it's so funny you say that because you know that's a testament to your sort of intuitive skills because the way you describe writers and stuff is absolutely how I feel. It's absolutely how I sort of channel or download or just get still and just things come. And and so I love that you said that. I love that you said that. And speaking of things, a writer visualizes what they want to what they want to write about. And, and mm. I almost feel like it's not an accident. Like it's, it's like they see a whole play out in their minds of what they want to write, and they may not see it all at one point. But as they're writing it, it just it just flows. You know, it's it's really amazing. Um, oh, I love that you say that. An amazing thing. That. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And speaking of amazing things, so, so now I think I'm I'm going to make the proper segue. 
is. It looks like we have an amazing thing here with Dr. Kim's with us. How are you? I like the amazing part. I don't know how I feel about I'll have to meditate on being called a thing, but I like the amazing part. <laughs> I know. When you said thing, I was like, uh, I, I saw a fortune cookie. I, it was my fortune cookie. It said, the most important things in life are not things. Ah, very I, good. That yes. is good. You guys sound very like you've good. got, I'm going to hang up. What the heck have you been talking about? You guys are in like oh. <laughs> Welcome to the Daily World, though. Waltz trying to get women in L.A. I don't know what has been going on. <laughs> yeah, no, it was it was pretty uh, it was pretty on on topic. You know, we definitely talked about you a little bit and um, perspective our perspective of this experience, which has been really awesome. So that was nice. And then we did give the the, the listeners a heads up um, on our guest, and we did went ahead and, and give the bio because we were so excited we couldn't hold back. So the guest. Uh, <laughs> The listeners do know um, that we have uh, our guest set up. But yeah, but- Walt already heard my rant. He heard my pre-rant. But I do want to bring this okay. up because it's a timely topic and it's a hot topic. Okay. And I want you to also, if you would, Danny, while I'm, because I, I don't see the same board you do, but I uploaded okay. a song called Recovery. I don't know if you see it or not. And if you'd let me know if you see that, we can use that when we go to break. Um, very cool. Because it's very applicable to our topic and to MMM. First thing I want to talk about real briefly is MMM begins tonight. And uh, it's Master Meridian Mapping. It came to me about two months ago when I was intending to do something else. But when we follow spirit and we flow, we're in the constant state of energetic flow. We don't really have control <laughs> as we think we do over our lives. And that's the best way. I'm telling you, there's no better ride than to ride with the force that leaves the universe together. It is the best. But it makes things mm. kind of crazy. So mm. I've been working on this for a couple months, and we've been going into it. And it's just so profound. Um, my family and I have come, uh, kind of come, and my team, members of my team, have um, had some energetic attacks the past three days. And we're actually really, really excited about it because we know this is just a profound, God-given, transformational program that delivers. And we're so excited about it. And it begins tonight. So um, awesome. you guys don't have to hear me talk about it. Well, you probably have to hear me talk about it in a different way seven days from now. But um, it's live. It's interactive, super interactive. You can interact live, you know, by uh, instant message, you know, on the computer screen. You can come on and we can see you and you can talk to us. You can have your voice on. It's just the most amazing technology. I love technology. It just makes it so intimate, almost like a live class with people from all over the world. So it's not all that to say it's not too late to get in. You can go to my website, pull down the programs, and sign up, and we'll make sure you get the proper uh, material. It begins at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And, um, you know, well, Danny, if either of you are interested in, I know Walt's too busy. He works too much. But, Danny, if you're interested in being part of that, uh, you know, we're welcome to squeeze you into. And it it also, of course, will be taped for later. But it's just a profound, it's turning up to be just crazy, crazy great. So, um, also, the Awakening Collection, we're building, I think we're up to, Danny, you're in that. I don't know. We should probably pull Walt into that. But you're in Awakening Collection, aren't you, Danny? Do we pull you in? (laughs) Yes. Mm-hmm. I think we're up to 60 or 70 people, and it's a really yeah. super intimate, you know, profound group as well. So that's another thing you can find um, and get involved with, just a way to get involved with. You know, sometimes when we have these shows and we take callers, you can't always get in, but it's a way to get in and get to know people like uh, these gentlemen that are on the radio show and a great support team and other people. So 
Absolutely. Phenomenal. Um, the one current event topic that's really on my heart that I just have to, I don't know if you guys already talked about this, but mm. um, the whole lion killer dentist thing, um, I'm really outraged about. I'm a very passionate person when I get outraged, so you'll have to bear with me. But um, yeah. my whole beef about the whole lion killer thing is um, I don't care what he knew or didn't know. The fact that someone would spend $55,000 on killing something that wasn't theirs to begin with, it wasn't available to be killed, it wasn't on the table, um, makes me totally sick because I happen to be working, and you guys will hear more and more about this, with an orphanage with 100 kids. Uh, that is unsponsored. These kids sleep two in a bed. They don't have blankets. They don't have sheets. They don't have mattresses. It just makes me so angry. Can you imagine what $55,000 would do for those kids? Can you imagine what $55,000 would do for the homeless in our own country or your own town or his own town? You can't tell me there aren't people in Minnesota that aren't dying of poverty in that town, but he chooses sure. to take $55,000 and kill something that's not his. That's my outrage. It's not the hunting debate. It's not if it's a lion or a bunny rabbit. It doesn't really matter to me. It has to do with the whole spirit behind it was kill, steal, and destroy. And that energy only comes from one place. And that's all I have to say about it. <laughs> that's my opinion that's, on it. I will sign any petition, you guys. I will stand behind it. I told the girls today, I said, you're lucky we don't live next to that guy. We'd be throwing stuffed animals at that clinic, too, and standing there wearing lion suits, you know? Yeah. No, super powerful. I mean, everything you said is so powerful because it, it, really, it really illustrates the point that, that that perspective, that this person must have had to do that, you know, guides his whole, guides his actions, guides his whole worldview, and then has these these results, has these effects, like you're saying about taking these resources away from where they're needed. And it's just a reminder of how perspective is everything. How if we shift our worldviews, how we shift our perspective, everything can change. Like I feel like that's just one example of these type of perspectives where resources go places because our perspective is just so misaligned. It's just we're so far away from the basics of, of valuing life and valuing each other. So. I mean, the only the only thing is, you know, when these things happen, the only thing you can hope is that there's just this upswell of, of new perspective and awareness and, and unifying behind a better way of doing things and that there could be some type of positive legacy because, because um, yeah, this is such a sad and, and, and difficult reminder of that. So I, I hear you. It's, it's, I don't know what you think, Walt, um, but um, that was a rough well, one. I, yeah. Is, this is only one example. There, there. This goes on a lot more than we know about. And I mean, I've seen pictures of families standing next to elephants that they've killed. And um, I mean, I, I oh have. A, I, I actually have a friend on um, Instagram, and I, yes, I have. I have a friend. <laughs> but um, on Instagram, and she posts wait, stuff. Wait, what? Wait, the world is stopped. <laughs> no. okay, wait, I have, to I, have to inter- I have to integrate this. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, she, um, <laughs> She posts a lot of stuff about animal abuse and always every day has tons of pictures of people doing just exactly what this guy did, you know, to to the uh, the lion. And so it, it happens a lot more than we think. The only reason he got caught was because he threw it out there in everybody's face. And it took one person that just said, this is, this is crazy. And, you know, so I think, I think that, I think, like you said, Dr. Kim, I think he needs to uh, pay pay a price on that. And I think he is, in so many ways, not not from the law, but from the, the public out, out outcry. Yeah, 
No, that's a good point. You know, when my when my kids were were were, were you know growing up and and kind of asking those right and wrong questions and stuff and and why it's it um, I remember telling them that um, even in that phrase that says you know people get away with something the, the the key word is with it's it's you get away with with the thing with that energy with the consequences with the, the constant reminder of of where you are and and how far you are away from. From uh, uh, you know, let's say for, as an example, the light being that you that you're meant to be, or the potential, or the joy, or the peace that that we're all looking for. So ultimately, yeah, it's it's self-destructive, and and he definitely, um, I'm sure, as you say, well, is is dealing with with that, and will continue to. So crazy and stuff. I think you're, crazy stuff. Danny, and, and that you're always being watched, even when you're by yourself, even when you're alone, you're always being watched. So even if you think no one knows, somebody knows. <laughs> Mm. That makes any sense. No, totally, totally, totally. And I wanted to say another thing that I love that Danny brought up, and I want to share a brief um, personal incident, but um, we have a fairly large staff, and it's growing every day because you guys are amazing, and we're going into a worldwide organization, which is just so powerful and phenomenal, and we'll Mm -hmm. be talking to you about, you know, other pieces like this orphanage. It's so phenomenal. I mean, that's a story Mm. in itself. You guys would mm. fall over if you even heard how that happened. It is such a God thing. It is such wow. a synchronous energy thing. It's so beautiful, and we'll probably begin talking about that maybe next week. But, um, you know, just things like that happening. But we have a large staff, and, you know, sometimes things don't work out, and we have to let people go. And I really want to share, I love what you said, and I'm going to talk a lot about this a lot in MMM and about how we store emotions and belief systems in our field and our tissues, and it even comes down mm. in our DNA. But, Danny, mm. it's so true what you said about perspective because I had to let someone go from our organization this week. And my initial – my children make fun of me because, um, you know, they're teenagers and I, and I have them read it. So I wrote my uh, whatever you call it, termination letter, and yeah. I'm so hilarious. It had, like, ten points <laughs> and, like, five subpoints. And my daughter said when you get down to number ten, it refers to, like, point Z of, like, <laughs> point four. You know, it's like I was oh, so outraged. I was so offended, and I slept on it, and I really hit my knees in the morning and went into deep meditation because I'm like, why am I so offended? Like, what am I doing? Like, I'm going into resistance. I'm going into offense. She doesn't need to know. I don't need to belittle someone or make someone smaller because they made mistake after mistake. It doesn't matter. They don't need to Mm. feel smaller because they came Mm. in contact with me or my organization. They need to feel bigger. They need to feel empowered. Uh They need to feel in grace. And so I went back and I just did a very, very simple, no, it wasn't like you're the most amazing being. That's why we're firing you. No, it wasn't like that. It was, it was authentic and it was real and it was simple. Uh It wasn't injuring. And, and, you know, it's so beautiful. So, you know, I fall into that. You could almost say, we could almost call it, this is a new Dr. Kim term. We could almost call Uh it, you know, the lion killer, the lion killer perspective, (laughs) because Mm -hmm. we fall into so oh, his perspective is not necessarily right versus ours being wrong or ours being right versus his being wrong. It is just perspective. And he can stand up in front of us on Justify all day, and he has. You know, oh, I didn't yeah. know. Oh, I didn't know. You know, oh, I paid this money and I didn't know. You know, all these things that we do to justify. And I could have justified sending that letter. Truly, you guys, I had point after point of contract breaking. I had right. point after point of 
messed up. I could have sat there and, and justified it and, and sputtered and spouted in my righteous indignation. But I'm telling you right. guys, those are the things that make you sick. They make you emotionally sick. They make you mentally sick. And this is feeding so well mm-hmm. into, I'm sure, our next test. And they make us physically ill with diseases that we get labeled when we go to the doctors. And so this is huge. That whole topic of perspective, we could do like probably a, what, eight-year class on, you know, and if yeah. we really got it down, it's transformational in a big, big way. So I love that you brought that in. Yeah. Oh, that's so great. Thank you for that. Wow. <laughs> that was good stuff. And again, my, my mind is buzzing with different different affirmations, you know. So that is really, really cool. I, I have them, Danny. Share a couple before well, we go to break. Well, you know, there's this one simple one that came um that came to me in the moment and you're talking about that and it was something that we all look for. Like you were really beautifully stating uh, even though this person affected you a certain way, that you know your intention is uplifting and 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 all that kind of thing, which is so so cool. And this, I just had this thing come to me because wor- be feeling worthy or being worthy is a, is something we all deal with, right? We always question ourselves and we always feel, um, or, you know, many of us like we're not good enough, right? That's an ongoing struggle we all have. And at one point, I just had this affirmation come to me that just said, "Grace is the end of unworthiness." Grace is the end of unworthiness. And it and it's like a perfect example of you and you and your grace, not not focusing on the judgment part, not focusing on where this person is, but just sort of saying, My intention is to be in grace and to make people feel uplifted. You know? And to me that that is really cool. And that's that like a gift that we all have access to and I think when we feel it we know it and that kinda of gives us our second win, kinda, of, you know, kind of and then allows us to be that for other people. It's just a beautiful energy momentum to be in, to be graceful in grace, receive grace, and and move in, in that in that. And I think we've been talking about that this 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 whole show that light and that grace. So very very cool. I love it. I love it. I love it. So secrettoeverything.com. If you guys wonder uh, where to go to sign up for any of our programs, and we'll let Danny take us out to break. And I think Carol's on the phone. Danny, could you she give the sure number? Is. I don't have it. Right now, if they want to call in and and talk to us or speak to Carol while she's on, could you give that number? Absolutely. Yeah. Let me find it here. (laughs) Okay. Hold on. I got it right here. Okay. So if everyone wants to call in, we'd love to hear your questions. And man, oh, here it is. Okay. Technical difficulties. Um, Walt, do you you happen to have that number? For some reason, my my, my, I, uh, I got it. It's 347-539-5277, uh, okay. yes. so you can call now, get on hold, and talk to us after break. Awesome. Thank you so much. All right, and we'll be back with our guests in just a moment. The secret to everything. I don't wanna play this game no more. I don't wanna play it. I don't wanna stay around here no more. I don't wanna stay here like rain on a Monday morning. Like pain that just keeps on going on. Look at all the hate they keep on showing. I don't wanna see. Stones they keep on throwing I don't wanna feel that Like sun that will keep on burning 
And finally, as promised, we have our guest, Carol Jaron, who, as we mentioned, is a, not only a psychotherapist, 
but she works in what's called somatic um, practice, which means incorporating the body, uh, mind, and spirit, so kind of all connected, which relates to her hypnotherapy. So I'm sure people will have questions, and we're excited to, to hear those. So our number here again is 347-539-5277, All right, Dr. Kim Ball. Hi. How are you? We have challenges. Yay. Ever going to get on? <laughs> She's probably like, why are we it's okay that, that Danny and Walt were just so so entertaining. They were. Entertaining. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> the Danny and Walt show. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so funny. Well, Carol, why don't you tell us a little bit about your um, background as far as what led you to get into the job? And I would I would say for you, probably more than just a job, but partly a hobby too of of what you do now, your practice, and just kind of tell us a little bit about your personal journey to this point. Well, thank you for that opportunity. I also want to tie in the music because the music is a part of the personal creative journey. And I think when I came into the world, I felt very loved on some level. And what started to happen is things around me that were happening to couples were grief-oriented. So I would see a lot of loss, even if it wasn't directly connected to me. I just kept getting this impression of what it was like for an adult to go through grief, to go through loss of someone they loved so much. So I think that attributed to my feeling very deeply for them. And even if I may have not have understood what was going on. And so then as I got a little older, I imagined uh, people were so interesting and I just loved observing people and all of the feelings and all of their actions. So I started imitating people that were close to me. And that's how I got encouraged to go into acting. <laughs> so um, I went into that field a little bit and realized that what was going to come out of it was singing because there was a brief group I was in where there was some improv singing. So I'm going to tell these stories as they connect to each other because they really will relate in the end, I promise. Mm -hmm. And so what, what became truth was I just felt this, you know, urgency to help people, but it was also just natural for me. It didn't feel like I had to in a way that was scary or um, going to be difficult. And adults don't necessarily love to be approached by a younger person <laughs> and say, I'm here for you. So I think I just kept that with me. And as I went into theater and I realized when I was working with creative arts and with children that I loved working with young people, but I was getting very tired and exhausted. And I was very young and I didn't understand why that was. And at some point I realized that the parents were coming in to talk to me about the children before they left and picked them up. And I was more interested in what was going on in the family and what was going on with each person personally. And so I started to go back to school and that's how I got into the psychology realm. And then in psychology, I decided I want to work with people. I want to help people. And that's when I went into a master's program in psychotherapy instead of research-based because I wanted to just get my hands dirty, you know, get in there. So in the meantime, I was still hungering to sing. 
And I remember I was walking down the street in this neighborhood I used to live, and I saw this woman wearing a giant piano necklace with keys on it. So I usually don't go up to strangers, but I went up to her and I said, you know, I had to comment on your necklace because it really strikes me. I'm interested in singing more. And she said, well, I'm a singing teacher. <laughs> so all of this is relating because when people have things happen in their lives, it's putting you towards where you're really supposed to be. And even at the time, I had no no idea how singing was going to fit into my work. And then I started working with clients and had this amazing mentor whom took the traditional psychotherapy that I was learning. You know, she just took it out of the net. And I was, wow, this is the right person for me because I was already interested at that point in a lot of guided imagery and studying the mind and how it relates to the soul. And it was just amazing how that miracle happened because all the other professors in the program were very normative. And that was mm. great. It was just that I knew that I wanted something different. And so that's how I got into the body stuff. And she was more somatically based and was adding that to what she was teaching us. So then I get into working with clients and I realize I am a body-based therapist. I work through the body even if I don't do hands-on. And I love this stuff because it goes so much deeper and clears things so much more quickly. It gets to the root of things. And at one point, I moved into this house and got very, very sick. I got an environmental illness. I didn't find out until later on that there were things in the house that were creating that. So I felt here I was. I was this mind-body therapist. And I was having these crazy body things, right? So what happened was I kept working with clients because that was pretty much the only thing I could do at the time. I couldn't put things on my skin. I couldn't really eat much. And my clients got super frightened because, you know, I looked kind of like I was fading away. But I felt so present with them and I felt present for the work and I still loved it. And what happened was with all of the practitioners I went to to heal, Nobody could really help me, although I really appreciate that they attempted to with all of their heart. And I ended up saying, this is, you know, this is ridiculous. And I wanted to just get my body back to where it can treat the environment as if it is natural again for my body. So I remember that that day I decided that and I just ate a spoonful of rice and I went to work and started seeing clients again. And from that day forward, I was able to get back to being able to eat things, being able to put things on my skin. And then, of course, what happened was, even though most of my newer clients didn't know anything about it, I started to get all of these clients who had all of these weird symptoms that were not really diagnosable. <laughs> so what I'm saying is, is evolving is resolving. In other words, if all of these tough things come up for you in your life or just things that are very interesting and attract you to them, and you don't know where they're going to lead you. It's sort of like what you guys were saying in the beginning of the show about the unknown and mm. sitting in the unknown. And at the time, yeah. I didn't know. I didn't know I was doing that. But if you just stay with it and have faith that you know what you want to keep your mind and your soul on. And that is, is that I just wanted to be there for people. And I wanted to also take care of myself so that I could continue to be there for them. And that was why Universe kind of kicked me in the butt a little bit and said, hey, 
<laughs> you need to take care of yourself. And so in addition to the stuff I was already doing, I added that in. And again, it just happened naturally. Nobody really knew about it and people would just come in. So the universe will send you what you are meant to be doing and whom you are meant to be working with. You just really need to stay open to it and believe that if you get out of the way, something will come and you will know later that there's a reason for it. You don't have to know right now. You can look back and that's the whole thing about evolving is resolving. As you evolve, you can look back and say, wow, I really was there, wasn't I? Wow, I didn't know how to do that. I didn't know what, what was going to happen with that. I didn't think it was going to be okay. And it always will be okay. And that's mm -hmm. the message I really was wanting to give you guys today. Oh, I love that. It always will be okay. Wow, that's a good one. <laughs> no, thanks. Carol, yeah, thank you. I, I, uh, I'm from the San Francisco Bay Area. I was, I was born born there, but when we were about like eight or nine or something, my parents moved um, over to the, uh, the East Coast. But I, I don't know what it is about the energy over there because a lot of people seem to be very uh, intuitive or, or uh, spiritual in some ways. And, I, and it just, it's not just you, but other people that we've had on the show as well mm -hmm. are from mm -hmm. that, that area. And um, I remember as, as a child just, <laughs> just running with the wind and thinking that it was like invisible people holding me up because it was so windy mm -hmm. there. Wow. Um, but um, how do you, you, you deal with so many different uh, situations. I mean, yeah, eating disorders and you, you have, like I said before, you have nothing that's pretty much left <laughs> that you don't do. <laughs> um, that's, that's, uh, that's pretty amazing. Like, are you eating better because of your the illness that you had? Because I know for me, I, I want to get, you know, I want to start eating, you know, stop eating Taco Bell and, and start eating better. <laughs> well, the, yeah, the ironic thing, Walt, was I was eating super healthy since I was 19. I mean, I was health obsessed, you know, health crazed. Mm -hmm. And so that was the, the, the message from the universe. It's like, it doesn't matter how healthy you eat. We're going to kick your butt anyway. <laughs> um, so, yes. And however, however, when I'm working with someone who has eating issues, I absolutely will teach them about nutrition. It's just that there's something underneath that that's even more important because we can get so focused on carbs and calories and sugar and fat and, you know, muscle mass. And yet we're using that sometimes to avoid what is the core issue? What is the trauma or unresolved mm -hmm. piece that really needs to be out there? And I like to call it, it sits, it comes up and sits with us on the couch. So I invite the person to bring up whatever it is by going in through the body and they will bring it up to sit with them on the couch. And not everybody loves to do it that way. So I will just work, you know, each client is different. Each person is different and every body is different. So when I do these little inner journeys with them to discover things stuck at a cellular level, there will be amazingly creative things that come up and then they will come out of it and they'll go, I didn't even know I had that in me. That's so amazing. So I, I, that's why I never get tired of this work. I mean, I've look at, you know, 25 years I've been doing this and I'm not burned out and I just love it. Wow. And I want to continue to evolve with it. But it's also um, about sitting in the room with client. You know, I started to sit in the room and feel their energy years ago and as soon as I felt their energy, I would intuitively know how to journey with them. And I would bounce it off of them because you always check with the person without assuming. 
And they always will say nine times out of, I'll say, are you feeling this right now in your left neck? Are you, is this something that's going on? Is this that color? And nine times out of 10, they will say yes, because mm. I'm really treating them. Their field is individual and so is mine. But in the room, we are in the field together. Yes. So that applies to the eating stuff too, is that you, you can resolve things from within and then externally be listening to your body and saying, gee, how does this feel in my body? Not so good. <laughs> how does this feel mm -hmm. my body? Super energizing. And what time of day am I eating this at that feels best for me? And in some cases, I even allow um, ideas to come through about a special bowl or a special plate for someone to eat off of, or I'll do an imagery with that, where they will imagine all of the food that they would like on the plate that their body is going to perfectly resonate with. And then I will have them eat that food within the imagery and have it going into the body, nurturing it in a way that's perfect for everything in them that needs the nutrition. Wow. So a lot of things. What, one of the things that, that caught my eye that, that you also do is you work with teens and tweens. Mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. and the father of two teenage daughters <laughs> I just get them. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't get it sometimes, you know. But like, how how is it? I mean, you're, uh, you know, you've been doing this for over twenty five years. How how is it that you relate to a uh, teenager, or how do you help them? Um, mm -hmm. A lot of teenagers have have anger management issues and stuff like that. Or yeah, how do you? Uh, that that's always been something that fascinates me as far as trying to figure them out. <laughs> Absolutely. First of all, I want to say that I think the reason I ended up working with teens is because when I was a teen myself, I started working with kids. And that sort of evolved into, you know, you become an adult and you're working with teens. And teens are at that place in their lives. Where they're super smart. They know what's going on. You can't really get things by them anymore. And at the same time, they are asking you in an indirect way for some setting limits. And this is what I tell parents is a lot of times parents want to be best friends with their kid. Well, guess what? <laughs> that will mess up some of the boundaries. It'll backfire, right? Absolutely. And if so if there's a child in the family that's got some acting out issues, like they're acting out in school and the parents are getting a lot of notices and, you know, calls from teachers, or if they're super depressed and immobilized and isolating, sometimes that has to do with that the family is so frightened and they're so heartbroken or they're so petrified that their child is going to take them over that they over control or they think they have to either under control they have to get back away and just say okay whatever you want dear or they have to be super strict and say you're not allowed to be out of your room and you're not allowed to see any friends and you're not allowed to say anything except what I so there's that happy medium in the middle. And I think, again, it's different for every teen, every family. But when they come into therapy, it's always different. And it's amazing how when I'm sitting in the room with a parent and the teen, how different the teen is <laughs> when the parent leaves the room. When the parent leaves the room, oh, what a difference. There's like coming down 10 notches in anxiety. <laughs> um, or in some cases, in rare cases, I've had silent teens come in the room when they, they don't say much of anything because they're, you know, they're going through their own thing and they think that I'm 
only aligned with their parents and I'm not really understanding them. And there is a way to do that. There is a way to work with teens and to get through to them. You have to believe that the message is being delivered and you can notice it by their posture changes, their gestures, the way their eyes move and change. Yet when I'm sitting with them, I can feel them. I can feel their energy. Even on the phone, I can feel people's energies on the phone. Mm. And I can almost, uh, you know, you were saying, Walt, too, earlier, I can see the colors. I can't see colors. I can't read auras or anything like that. But I can feel, see the colors inside of my mind that are representing them. And it, it has a meaning for me that mm. I will use to work with them. Most of the time, though, when I work with teens, um, they're wonderful to work with. They're really creative. They're very open because a lot of them have not been shut down yet the way adults have, a lot of adults um, are not into doing some of the alternative stuff. So I will be happy, you know, happy. Most of my clients are though. Yeah, because I love them. Mm -hmm. um, yet, you know, once in a while, you'll get somebody who is a little bit intimidated by doing imagery or by getting below the neck. You know, the number one thing is to get people out of their heads. So a lot of yeah. teens... They're, they're bordering on that. They're not, they're in their heads, but they're not quite as stuck in their heads as adults are. And one of my missions is to help parents understand and teachers too, and anyone who is around teens, that their little nervous system is getting pumped beyond what they need. And they need to learn how to bring it down. They need to get more sleep. Teens do not get enough sleep. They're up mm. until crazy hours talking to their friends or you know, chatting and texting and Instagramming and or their pressure very young to you know, find a school and find what you want to do. And that's important. Don't get me wrong, because, you you know, the, the school path requires academia. It requires use yeah. of the mind and, and use of rote learning. It's just that yeah. in addition to the own personal learning style of the teen is the emotional piece. And all of that's got to fit together. So sometimes, yeah. you know, I've talked to teachers and, and people involved just to say, hey, this is what's happening for them in the classroom. They're also, they're very bright. It's just that there's some things getting in the way of the thoughts that are emotional. And uh, yeah. that's how it starts to go into the ADD. As, as, so an ADHD child will often grow into someone who has ADD types of symptoms when they're an adult because they're no longer as quote unquote hyper and that's when they have issues in relationships. So you see wow. it all fits together. It's all related. Yeah, it's all connected. Wow, this is so great. I, I love how everything touches on everything else and how you bring it all together. I mean, the spectrum. This is so great. I want to bring in a caller who's been holding so patiently. And maybe we can get okay. a feel of how we can address it. Yeah, and she, she, she seems to, her name's Tina, and Tina's calling from New Jersey. And so Tina actually has a question about one about her business and one about her boyfriend, but I think it's all relationships. Okay. It's all kind of connected. So let's bring okay. Tina on and then, yeah, let, let's see what we, we have for her. Tina, can you hear me? Yes. Good evening, beautiful people. How are you? Great. Hi, Tina. I'm excellent. Thank you for having your show. Awesome. Thank you for calling. Sure. You're welcome. Yeah. Well, what was your question? I'd like to ask about my business. Um, I'm getting ready. I would like to buy a property uh, very soon. And I wanted to know about um, my, uh, what do you pick up from my amazing boyfriend, Sean, in our relationship? Mm, okay. Well, if you're, so I know nothing about Sean and I can't read him from here and, and I can't really do therapy right here. I can tell you though, that the fact that you care about both your career and your relationship is a really wonderful sign. Mm. 
the fact that you know that taking care of yourself and finding a piece of real estate and you know investing in something is just as important and you can do that at the same time as your relationship is what I'm getting. The fact that you can take care of things that are business related and that you can still have time for your relationship without letting one swallow up the other. So you can sit with yourself in a quiet time and get in touch with who you are inside, the true essence of Tina. And when you are in touch with the true essence of Tina, you can ask her, how do you feel with your connection with your boyfriend? How do, his name is Sean, yes? Yes. Yes. How do you feel with connection with your boyfriend? And you will get a feeling in your body of either an opening of the breath or a softening of tightness, or you'd get a mixture of things. And it would be up to you to sit with those things and take one thing at a time you know, I have this thing where I call all the things inside of a person a kindergarten classroom. So it's like when kids all raise their hand at once and they go, oh, oh, teacher, pick me, pick me. So I, that happens inside of you. So that you might get one answer or one thing to explore, or you might get several at once. No worries about that. You just want to take one, say to them, I'm taking you one at a time. I'm going to help you each. And when you become the mom and you become the person that takes care of each of those inner things that come up when you're putting into that the thing about business and the thing about Sean, then you will get more and more each time you do it. So keep doing that over a series of days and each time your body and your mind will give you more. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, I... And thank you for calling in, Tina. I, will, I, will, I agree 100%. And we were talking about being light, giving light, and the idea of connecting with that light. So the way you put that right now, Carol, I thought that was beautiful. Thank you for that. That was so great. And thank you so much for calling in, Tina. That was good. Thank you. Thank you, Tina. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Tina. Real quick, just listen to your, your gut instinct. And just remember that what's going to happen is going to happen. And you don't mm -hmm. always have to worry. And if you and Sean are together, if, if, if you have doubts, there may be a reason for that. Right. And you need to uh, focus on that and, and, and just listen to what you're doubting. Because once you, once you break away from the heart and listen to your gut instinct, that, that's usually the true, the true meaning of what's going on. So just do that. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. And don't worry about it if, if Sean's there or not. Um, focus on your business, which I would say is something that may take some time away from your relationship with Sean, but if he is strong enough and your relationship strong enough, he will be there with you to help guide you through that process. I love yeah. that, and I just want to add into that and say, don't be afraid to wait. Wait. Mm -hmm. Things, slow it down, people. Slow it down. Things will happen. Things will show you. We just need to allow that space. We need to clean out all of the drawers of clutter so that there's space to bring in more things. So if we fill our heads with obsessions about relationships or money or jobs, there isn't any room for things to come in. And I know that is said a lot out there in the field. It's just that I really feel that and I've really experienced that and I've heard that happening with my clients 
And yet, guess what? Once again, they don't tell me about that until after they're past it. And then they'll go, oh, yeah. I'll say, remember last year? Remember last month? I'll go, oh, yeah, I used to be there. Wow, that all worked out, and I never thought it would. So slowing it down and just sitting in the unknown is one of the most powerful and magical activities that you can do. So thanks for reminding me, Walt and Danny. Nice. Thank yeah, you. I want to jump in there and say one thing about timing and slowing it down. I work with a lot of people. I'm working with someone right now, and she keeps kind of skitter-scattering all around about where she wants to live. And one thing that I see and that we have to realize, I call it pushing the timeline. A lot of times we're ready to move. We're ready for a relationship. We're ready for a job change. We're ready for a level up or a spiritual integration. But that's not timing. There's this huge divine timing piece in our life. And so sometimes you just have to relax into that timing. So it, it's not yes. even only relaxing into the space. Carol talking about, which is so important to kind of always be in that mentality, because you cannot be in that flow, as she said, the word obsession or anxiety or spinning, use all those words. But how can you be in the flow? The flow of life is literally supposed to be you're laying on the back in a river floating along. And you know what? Sometimes mm-hmm. you're going to go over Niagara Falls. Oh, well, you keep floating along. Sometimes you're going to come to a dam and you're going to be stagnant and you're just going to float there. But but the whole picture is you're still floating. You have to be in total allowance. You can't always see what's around the next bend. And sometimes that's a good thing. Sometimes it's horrifying. But sometimes it's the most amazing, delicious thing that if you knew it was coming, mm-hmm. you would totally ruin it. So there's this huge timing piece to our lives that we don't like. We don't like that. We want to be in full control. And even though I totally teach and believe in full-on conscious creation, instant manifestation, and all that delicious stuff, there's so many, as Carol's pointing out, and what she's sharing, and what you guys probably talked about before I got on, there's a lot of pieces to that puzzle. There's a lot of if this, if that, if this, if you are clear, if you are clean, if you are calm, if you are connected, if you are centered, and I could go on for like 20 more minutes. So there's all these ifs to that whole puzzle. So we need to consider that too. This is why I feel so connected to Dr. Kim. You guys can see that now. And and I believe what you guys were saying in the beginning of the show is that we are kindred spirits, all of us here. And that's what brought us together today. And I, I just love what Dr. Kim had just said, too. Oh, yeah, you're wonderful. We're going to have to have you back because this time is just flying by. One thing I want to touch on that I know um, we kind of talked about in a roundabout way um, that you do. We did bring in ADD. We talked uh, touched briefly, or you touched briefly on anxiety. And I know you have some techniques that you use when you do encounter mm-hmm. that anxiety in clients. Could you share just yes. a tiny bit about that, if you would? Yes, I would love to share about that and and more about um, other techniques about imagery. So the first one I'm going to share that especially helps people with anxiety is how I will help people get into their breath. Okay, you'll hear people out there going, take a deep breath, calm down, breathe. And yet, if you say that to someone when they're at their peak of anxiety, or they've had little experience with breathing in, the, in a physical sense, because everyone's breathing, they're just unconscious of it, then what will happen is they will gasp, they will feel tight, they will think they can't do it, or their breath will give them a sensation that's often described as not letting me get a full breath in or not letting me yawn. This is what a lot of people have said to me that they're experiencing. So what I want to do with people 
when I have them in the room with me or on the phone with me, is getting them into their own breath. Because once you help them and guide them into their own breath, it's like taking them by the hand and leading them into a soft lake. And then they can just completely learn to relax in it, even if it's one tiny step at a time. And I say to them, all you need to do is just put your little toe in to the breath. And eventually it will be happening where their breath becomes deeper, more comfortable. And yet the more you say to someone, breathe deeply, get comfortable when they're not ready, the tighter breath will get because breath is resisting. Breath wants you to stay stuck. Breath thinks it's safe if it's stuck there because it doesn't want you to evolve when it's stuck like that. That's where the trauma is stuck. So when you're working with someone who's got some kind of fear, or anxiety, or even depression, where they feel like they can't get their breath to lighten, then you want to adjust it just for them. And I can suggest to people who are listening to just check in with your breath. And if we get to do a process later on, I might uh, include a little bit of that. And check your whole body and what it does when you breathe. And just love it. Love what your body is doing, even if it's not breathing the way you think you should. Nice. Great advice. I love that. Carol, what would you say to people who, um, and I'm going to get into a couple details about Carol, and we're going to um, have to wrap up in a couple minutes, but what would you say to people that hold their breath all the time? What is that a sign of to you, or what does that say to you if, um, if people are holding their breath all the time? Well, the main thing is it's not conscious. They have, they're not aware of it until someone points it out. And that's why it's important to be pointed out gently and lovingly. So when someone's holding their breath, often there is something stuck energetically from a trauma or from something that you wouldn't even think of as a trauma in the areas that breathe. So in the areas that breathe the breath in the body, there's something stuck there energetically. And sometimes it's physical, yet, you know, it's often from something energetic where it stemmed from in the first place and it's a lot of times from their family history and that's where psychotherapy comes that's more classic and more traditional is that you want to really help someone explore their history and when I've taken people into deep imageries that are more exploratory than just me telling them what the images are they will find in there what exactly this originated from so Often what isn't is what I was telling you is some kind of trauma where the body almost translated it as you need to hold it, you need to not breathe, you need to stay stuck, you need to just really be, just stay here, stay here, don't move. And often I think that's what's going on. I do think though there's more that's different for each person. Mm -hmm. That's a really mm -hmm. good answer. Well, do you want to tell everyone about um, how they can find you or get in touch with you, especially if they're... I, mean, I know you do some distance work, I think. I hope I'm not making that up. Yes. Can I just talk, <laughs> sure. Can I talk just for two minutes about the imagery stuff? Yes, of course. Okay. So I just want to, because this will, if people want to do phone sessions with me, I can do this. So the, this is more on my website. Um, you will find a description of it. In There's a free MP3 for you to download. And it was of a solstice group that I did where I just cut out the people's questions and just kept the educational part and then the part that has the imagery. And when you see that, you'll, there's a uh, description of the difference between imagery and the other types. So visualization is different than imagery because with imagery, the type that I do, I'm bringing in your whole body, your feelings, your energy, 
and all of the images in the language of your mind and body. But it has the I, and it's me bringing it in, and it's intuitive. What I do with the person when I bring everything in from them is called eumagery. And then my latest thing is I want to do more groups, where I have a group of people who state their intentions, and that's what you'll hear uh, in the sample MP3, although you won't hear them stating their intentions. <laughs> and that's called weemagery. And so I have come up with those because I want to just play and, you know, vary with imagery. So I just wanted to describe that really quick. And you can find my website at caroljguidingstar.com. And you can click on the link to the store and you'll be able to see the free download. And then you'll see some other MP3s in there that have amazing themes that I like to incorporate nature because I think nature is always there for us. The grass, the trees, the glory of the sun, the comfort of the stars, yeah. the coolness of the earth. It's all in there. So the imageries are based on that, but they have themes about empowerment and transformation and finding answers within. So feel free to take a, you know, take a little hit of those, take a little chance and read the little description and you will know intuitively you know, which one applies to you the most if you want to buy an imagery. So that is it. And that's Carol, that Carol, hey, Carol, I have one last, last question. Sure. <laughs> um, uh, you, since you, you help so many people and you do a lot of, you know, therapy and stuff, what, what do you do to cleanse yourself after each ses session that you have? That is a great question. And thank you, because it's also a reminder. <laughs> so mm -hmm. one of the things I do is I, you know, I work a lot with people like Dr. Kim, because just working with people in this field of energy, intuition, and healing reminds me. So it's a subliminal message that's implanted in Carol's brain that's constantly reminding me, isn't there something you're supposed to be doing? Oh, yeah, clearing. <laughs> so what I'm doing is I, I have techniques where I can be in the room with a client and fully heal them and then gently offer them back to the client at the end of the session and get back into myself so that I am still being effective for them and yet I'm not going to you know steal them and take them with me <laughs> and uh, I, I use crystal I use my own little quick visual imageries and I also use sound because I am a sound junkie. I mean, being a singer, I love the voice, so I love to listen to other people's voices a lot more than mine. <laughs> and I just find the sound of someone's voice, giving me those reminders, helps me really get it in in a deep level. So I will always remember. And of course, water is also water and being out in nature and the elements really does cleanse you because you can get back to your connection to what's in the world that's living and you can be alive and that's how you blend with the divine that's the main way you do that when you're in that blending with the divine and then you walk in the white light nothing can touch you that isn't you that is so awesome I that oh I love that that's a great what a great theme throughout the light being connected with it everything's gonna be okay I love it. And I want to encourage everyone to go check out uh, Carol's website at Carol J. Guiding Star. It's caroljguidingstar.com. Check out all that cool stuff. And then thank you so much, Carol. That was so amazing. I know Dr. Kim is 
is um, set to get everyone excited and involved, which is um, the Meridian um, Mapping Program, yes. which is uh, coming up. So we're really excited about that. We encourage everyone to, to get in there for the Master Meridian Mapping Program starting up here very shortly. And Dr. Kim, I don't know if you have any last words for us, but um, that was an amazing no, show. What? Yeah, thank you, Carol. Thank you so much. I love you guys. We'll and uh, uh, I want to come back and do an imagery. <laughs> oh, yes. Nice. yes. You know, oh, uh, yeah. and I'm also going to into chanting, and I want to do a chant and everything. So, oh, yeah, okay. Awesome. Right? Okay. Yeah. Cool. Very right. cool. Thank you so much to everybody. You guys are amazing. Great working with You're you. You're awesome, Carol. Thank you, thank Carol. You. You're awesome. All right. All right, you guys, take care. All right, All right well, wrap us up. <laughs> well, if you'd like to get a hold of Dr. Kim, you can go to um, uh, secrettoeverything.com, and she, her website really looks fantastic. You have to check it out. Um, she's yes. also on Twitter, Spring Wellness. Uh, if you want to get a hold of me, uh, I have um, – I'm I'm all I'm all over the place, but uh, Walt Leskowski on Facebook or uh, Twitter is Ghost Hunter Walt, and I have a uh, Instagram Coffee and Spirits, and then uh, also my website is uh, GodSpirits.org. Wait a minute, I have to tell you something funny, Walt. My girlfriend's like, "What is your problem, Mom?" They're like, "You have one follower on Instagram, and it's Walt." <laughs> it's me. <laughs> your own girls don't follow you. <laughs> I know, I know. They they will yeah, when my, I start posting crazy pictures of them. Most of them watch me. <laughs> uh, I, have, I, have, I don't understand Instagram. I have to get up on that technology. I'll teach you. I'll teach you how <laughs> young people do it. Okay, sorry. I didn't mean to <laughs> Very cool. Uh, Danny, how do we get a hold of you? Oh, so me, just by my name, it's uh, dannydonair.com. So D-A-N-N-Y. B-O-N-A-Y-R-E. And you can go there or just go on Facebook and search me there. Um, I also um, uh, uh, am open to people contacting me directly uh, by email. And I have a, one set up at A Life of Now, which is a subtitle of my book, A Life of Now at gmail.com. So whatever anyone remembers, but Danny Donaire, and I would love to hear from you. Thank you for that, Walt. Awesome. All right, cool. So I'm excited for, for the uh, Master Meridian mapping coming up. And what a great, great time every, would be with you guys every week and to have wonderful people like Carol come on and share with us. Just just great. I hope the listeners really got to hear all that or they go back and listen to the podcast because that's just some really cool stuff. Thank you guys so much. Yep, so thank you. We appreciate everybody. We have tons and tons of listeners from around the world. We love you guys. We're increasing our platform. We're getting on new networks. We've got great and amazing stuff, great guests coming up. Uh, I have to say, I was, as you guys know, kind of absent at the first part, so I did not do my homework, and I'm not sure who's coming on, but I promise you they're wonderful and amazing. <laughs> so, um, the mystery guest, but we'll get that up and out, and um, I think it's some kind of, I have no idea, as soon as I say it, it'll be like completely opposite, but, but I know it's really great, and we do have some terrific, terrific people coming up, so I'm so excited, yay, and Thank yes. you so much for being on, and like I said, thank you guys for putting up with us and listening. We absolutely love and adore you, and we are in deep, deep gratitude. So until next week, have a very extremely blessed week. Thank you. All right. Uh, thank you. Good night. The secret to everything. Thank you for listening to The Secret to Everything. 
You can contact Dr. Kimberly by going to our website at drkimberlymcgeorge.com, where you'll also find links to stay in touch through social media. Tune in each week at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for more mind-opening episodes of The Secret to Everything. Can you see? Can you hear? Can you see? Something stirring from within Distant door Sounding out The gathering moment of this there is no question And I want to dance and sing I want to spread my wings Oh, I want to fly I want to find The secret to everything Oh, I want to shed my skin I want to drink from the eternal spring I want to ride the sink on the secret to everything. Was ancient fires being led to night all across these lands, guiding and giving us new sight, and I can see. I can hear Oh, I can feel Something stirring up in me And I want to dance and sing Oh, I want to spread my wings Oh, I want to fly And I want to find The secret to everything in my skin I want to drink from the eternal spring Oh, I want to ride This thing called a Secret to everything Secret to everything Secret to everything